Okay, everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline. Every Wednesday live cast, we're back, baby. Oh, it feels good. Brought to you, as always, by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. I'm your host, Mr. Reese. With me is Francis McGillicuddy. Yep, that's my name. That's right. Heard you heard it here first. first. World's greatest 40K player. Jinx. No, you're not. I don't True. think either I one am. of us can make that claim right now. No, I still am. <laughs> okay. Never relinquish it. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Episode 688 of the venerable Signals from the Frontline. Boom. We would be in a dreadnought at this point if we were Space Marines. Would we? Yeah. Well, you definitely would because you're old. But Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'd be like Bjorn the Fell-Handed. Yeah. I remember the Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> so on this podcast, we sometimes talk about gaming, lots of talk about movies and silly stuff. Hope you enjoy the show. Let's go ahead and dive in because there is actually quite a bit of news this week. You should have gone like barrel roll in. Like that would have been way better if you're oh, going to talk about Aeronautica. I feel that I have a need, a need for speed. Like Top Gun. Get out of here. Ooh. You've lost Dragon. that love and feeling. Jeez. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so the, where, they, where they sing, get out of here. Where they sing that song, uh, that bar is a famous bar in San Diego. We used to go all the time. Yeah. And that was always fun to relive it and sing that song poorly by the Isley Brothers, I think. Yeah. I think it was. I'm not sure. So at any rate, a Top Gun themed release up for oh. pre-order this week. Aeronautica Imperialis, Skies of Fire, oh. the game of aerial combat in the 41st millennium Ferocious. featuring, uh, I guess the, the, what is it? The Imperial Navy. Imperial Navy, yeah. I was going to say Astro Militarum. I was like, that's not right. Uh, versus Tau. Really cool. The models are brilliant per usual. Yep. There's a ton of stuff that came out for it. So if you want to go ahead and go to store.frontlinegaming.org, click on the pre-order button. You can check it out. Um, we'll be releasing this weekend coming up on Saturday. Really cool. You can get it for a discount with free shipping options within the continental United States. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm waiting, as we said a million times, I'm waiting for the crossover with Adeptus Titanicus. Yes. And then bring on infantry. Let's turn it into epic. Come on. Yeah. Because Adeptus Titanicus, we painted a ton of those commissions. The game's actually really popular. We sell quite a bit of it. Yeah. And uh, we painted a lot of them in the paint studio. Whenever I see them, I'm like, gosh, this looks so cool. I was like, but the game is where both players have the exact same models, basically. Yeah. And it's just Titans. And I'm like, that's just not exciting enough for me. The scale is so awesome. And yeah. like, the new models are incredible. Like, if you just added in, like, infantry and tanks and all that stuff and turn great. it into epic, it'd be so amazing. Yeah, you could play a company-scale game. It'd be super fun. But yeah. Hopefully, right? Like, Maybe I one mean, day. The, the games are popular. Like, people are playing them. So, yeah, we've got hope for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chabozzi in the chat says, Frankie, hot as ever. Oh, thanks, man. Reese, I see you got a haircut. I did not get a haircut. Yeah, I haven't I come back. I it back. Yeah. I just put some, I put some gel in there, some pomade. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie wasn't even a Twinkie yet when the a movie twink- came out. <laughs> I think that's a Twinkle. He is a, he's. A, that is Twinkle. Nice try though. Twinkish, like swaggyish. <laughs> uh, it's more of an otter these days, right? Is it? Is I don't it? even know. Oh, I don't know any of the terminology anymore. Uh, moving on from that, if you want to pick it up, please do. And of course, we also have 
our new Matt in uh, 4x6. Clearly, we got caught by surprise <laughs> by all the announcements that came out. And um, the yeah. one's Alien World, Xenos World. Xenos World. Yeah. But small. yeah, the uh, you can still totally use the 6x4s. We'll, we'll get to that. That's yeah. the next topic of conversation. Because GW dropped a bomb on me, baby. <laughs> this is going to be it. I'm going to sing the whole episode. Ooh, get it. Sing about the sizes. You can Go. be my backup dancer, Frankie. Go. Yeah, just be the hype man in the back. <laughs> Take your shirt off, swing it in a circle. <laughs> pajama pants. If you're out there, remember the ultimate hype man. Oh, From what a... was? Where were we at? No, that no, no in... pajama pants wasn't there. Yeah, he was. Uh, that was a different trip. That was a different Seattle trip. Oh. That was, yeah. was it just you and me? Uh, and then yeah. some of those people that we met. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. That was the ultimate hype man. He that was. guy was like. We were there for a good two hours, and there was just a guy that was on the stage dancing. But, like, not just dancing, but he was, like, for frenetically, yeah. like, jumping up and down, hyping like I've never seen before. It was amazing because he took a break, and then there was another hype man that jumped up there, and he wasn't as good. And, like, not even, like, three minutes later, the, uh, like, incredible hype man jumps up there and, like, pushes him out of the way. He's like, no, bro. And just starts going. He's we're like, you're like, making oh, us both look bad. This guy's so good. <laughs> and we went there for a tournament, 40K tournament, which is yeah. another reason to go travel to the tournaments, of course, when it's safe to do so. Yeah. Because you get a lot of fun stories like that. All right. GW dropped a bombshell on the community. Um, we've been waiting for this announcement with trepidation because <laughs> we knew it wasn't going to go over too well. Yeah. Um, but GW finally made the announcement. The rumored table size change is true. Although the rumors on the actual size, size. were wrong, <laughs> yeah. and we were just waiting for this. Um, so the new suggested play surface size for Warhammer 40K at uh, 2,000 points is 44 by 60 inches. A lot of people were like, what the heck is that? Why would you do 44 by 60? It seems very arbitrary and strange, but it's, <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm going to, the Illuminati, the, the, the gaming Illuminati, we're about to reveal to you the Draco Reptilian Alliance of Tabletop. That's Frankie and I, as the, the internet will tell you. Is that what it is? Apparently. Apparently it is. It's That's probably what, the Tawanati. Ooh, no, we're out to destroy the Tau. Oh, okay. Failed miserably so far, but we'll keep trying. One day. Uh, this is it. This is the big reason why. This is the big secret. Well, there's two reasons, but. It, it, it's not complicated at all. The reason that we have been told why this was done is so that you can take four Kill Team or Warcry mats, which are 22 by 30? 30, yeah. 22 by 30, and you can put four of them together, and now you got a table. It's that it, simple. Yeah, it was that, and then also kitchen tables, apparently this size would fit on most, most kitchen, kitchen tables, tables from Ikea. Yeah, so it's typically kitchen <laughs> tables don't get bigger than 44 inches. Yeah. As a matter of fact, a lot of them are just a little under 44 inches, right? Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's the whole reason why. There's not a big conspiracy. There's not. It's not um, any other reason other than it makes the game a lot more approachable, a lot more accessible for a new player. Most people around the world live in apartments. And if you're a kid that's 12 that's just getting involved with 40K and you got your hands on two kill team boards because of whatever you bought some starter box or whatever and you unfold them and then you put them on the table and now the points have gone up on everything so you don't need as many models to make a thousand point army you can jump in and get going the game is a lot more accessible now that's it that's all it is 
And the reason that the 44 by 30 or the 22 by 30 kill team and war cry mats are the size or boards are the size they are, it's because they fold up and they fit in a standard size shipping box. A lot of thought went into it. There, no, there really is. Like, no, 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 there was, yeah. A lot, people don't realize um, how complicated making products is. We've actually done it a little bit. Um, and it's actually way, it's, it's way more complex than you would think. A lot of decisions on how big things are is dictated by the boxes that they ship in, yep. which you wouldn't think that unless you had actually gone through the process. It's actually super important that your product fits in the, the right size boxes because yeah, it, it makes shipping cheaper, makes it easier for people in the warehouse to pack the box and ship it. It's really that simple. It was a, it was a, as we understand it, it was a business decision. Yep. Um, so what that means going forward is if you are somebody who's sitting there right now saying, I just bought a realm of battle table, it's four by six, it's made of plastic. I painted it. It took forever. It's expensive. Um, I'm, obviously, I can't modify it even if I wanted to. No, you could. You could <laughs> hacks on that bad boy. It's go crazy. So it's um, <laughs> for you, for that person who you, you know, and then you bought all the the buildings and you painted it, and you have a custom set of terrain. The thing is, you can still play on the four by six. There's yeah. nothing stopping you from doing that. No, exactly. Yeah. It's, and like you can measure everything from the centers of the boards, all that stuff. Like a four by six will still work totally fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I wouldn't be worried about it. Like. In past editions too, like people could play on four by eights. You could play on whatever size you wanted to. Um, and it's all just a suggestion. So four by sixes are not dead. They're not going anywhere. People are still going to use them. And again, like a lot of people are doing is actually like taping off the 44 by uh, 60. And then they have extra space on the side so they can put yeah. their armies and all that stuff. So, um, which is always nice whenever you go to like a tournament and you have like a sideboard where you can actually put everything. It's like so much nicer. Um, so this is a great excuse to do that with a four by six. Yeah, and one of the other ones I saw that's working really well, uh, Steven Pardo from uh, SNN Battle Reports, they made like this felt. Um, it's like a giant piece of felt that has the right size cutout in it, and then you just set it on the no, 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 mat. It's, I think it's plastic. I think they used acrylic. Oh, I, I think I'm they sorry. did acrylic around the edges. It was Steven from Vanguard yeah. Tactics that did the felt. Gotcha, he, they, gotcha. they did the felt, and then yeah. they just put it on the mat. So. Uh, and then another one, Justin Kimple from Denver. He's a TO out there. He took, um, you know, in construction when they have that string that has chalk on it. Yeah, you just do chalk. And you just chalk chalked line. it. Yeah. So and that's semi permanent, mm -hmm. right? So he just did a white chalk line in the middle of it, and now the board can be used for a game that's played on a four by six or the forty four by sixty. So obviously we would have said something sooner if we could, but we couldn't. We signed an NDA. Yeah. Our hands were tied. Yeah, and again. Like we said, like the main point to take away from this is still use your six by fours. <laughs> you don't have to change it. Yeah. If you have mats or if you have tables that you built, like still use them. It doesn't change. Yeah. Much. You like don't have this. to change anything. Yeah. Right? And like we like the because we talked to the tos about it right away first in the ITC to group. Which again, if you're a community organizer and you want to be more involved, even if you aren't, even if you, even if the ITC is not like your jam. It's like now we have the, the the GW event community organizer. It's in there, Mike. And like, if you want to be more involved and get in, involved with the community, and you know, obviously we're adopting the, the ninth edition missions and everything. So some people who might have been, I don't know, opposed to the IGC for whatever silly reason, come on in. You're welcome. Even yeah. if you were talking crap about us before, we'll still let you in. <laughs> Um, and then you can be a part of these conversations. And, and amongst the TOs, I wanted to make it really clear right away. I was like, okay, 
we can actually talk about this now. I know people are going to freak out because maybe you purchased a bunch of mats. It's totally understandable. Uh, we had the same reaction at first. Um, and we wanted to let people know, like, you do not have to change if you don't want to. If you yeah. want to use four by sixes, use four by sixes. Um, and like Frankie was saying, you could just take some painter's tape, which does not hurt the mat. It can leave a little residue on there, just full disclosure. You can get that little sticky substance left over afterwards. Yeah, but they're polyester top, so you can clean them. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just trying to be, you know, transparent. Yeah. And you can just put the painter's tape down on your existing mats, play on a four by five. Okay, that's four inches wider than it should be. I don't think anybody's going to complain about that. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people that are just, like a lot of tournament organizers saying four by five is yeah, what they're going to do. Who so. cares? It yeah. really is not that big of a difference, right? Um, and you can just put some painter's tape down. If you're comfortable doing it, you can do a straight edge and a Sharpie and just draw on it. And then if you did that, you could just draw the correct size in the board and now you have a sideboard like you were saying yeah so um if you don't want to replace your mats which is totally understandable and you don't have to yep now you have a, a, a one by four foot uh sideboard where people can put their books their models set down you know a beer i'd recommend using a coaster um but you know it gives you a little bit of extra space yeah it's kind of nice yeah no i mean the like i said like adapticon is really good they always have the sideboards and so nova does nova does, nova does that too. um and they always have the sideboards which is great because you set your army there um and then like at most of the other events you have to like put your army under the table or put it on a chair it's kind of in the way um the sideboards are great yeah as long as you have the space for it so so it's it, and then it was funny because i was talking to some of the tos like warzone atlanta which they're famous for having tons of space and they're like well it doesn't really help us i was like yeah that's fair <laughs> that's true <laughs> well they just use the six by four just use yeah up. um but when I sat down and I started doing the math on like how much more efficient this was for events and game stores, it really made me change my opinion because long term, you can fit, it's like 22% more people in the same size space. Yep. So for a game store, you can have more customers able to enjoy your play space. For an event organizer, you can have the exact same amount or more people in the exact same size, same space. To put this in context, if you had a space that fit 50, now you can fit 60. So that really reduces the financial risk of, um, of running an event. It makes it easier for a new player to not only start playing the game because you have a smaller size surface, you don't need as much room to play, you don't need as much terrain. It makes it easier to start becoming a community organizer because the barrier to entry is lower. You don't need as much terrain, which is the biggest pain in the butt of being a TO. And you don't need as much space or you can fit more people in the same space, which means it's easier to hit your break-even point, yeah. which means it's less of a risk. So when I started thinking about it in those terms, I was like, yeah, this really is better for the game long-term. It's just really frustrating right now for people that are established. Yep. So, like, yeah. perfect example too. Uh, the main hall at the LVO, we fit just over 800 people and we were maxed. That was mat. We were turning people away. Tons of people didn't get to get a ticket for the LVO. Now with the new size board, you can fit just over a thousand. So that means there's so many more people that don't have to miss out on coming and playing, which is when you have the, for the bigger events, that's the biggest problem that we face is you just straight up, you just run out of room. Yep. So and again, like we said, you don't have to change the table size. Nope. You can still play on four by six. Yep. You can make it work or you can yeah. just play on a four by six. Yeah. So to that point, ninth edition was designed with a smaller surface. The missions were designed with this, like everything was designed, assuming you're playing on a smaller board, but 
that doesn't mean you have to do it that way. No. So, and as we've been saying, and as they have announced, you know, all the big super majors, so to speak, not, not all of them, but most of them, uh, you know, Adepticon, Nova, LVO, LGT, you know, Battle for Salvation, a ton of events have already committed to the, the smaller size because while it's a pain in the, in the butt to have to either modify your existing mats or get new ones, long-term, it's way better for your event yeah. to do it that way. For yeah. sure. And, the, and last point on that, um, if you're comfortable doing it, it's funny how much this turned into like such a stink online. It, I did not expect this reaction at all, but you, we don't recommend it, but you can cut the mats down to size if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to do it with a really, really sharp pair of scissors or really sharp, like a brand new X-Acto blade with a straight edge. And um, there's this stuff you can get from Joanne's Fabrics. It's called like Fray Away or something. And you can spray it on the edge and it'll stop the edge that you cut from, from fraying or per, it'll prevent it. Yeah, or rubber cement. Rubber cement. Rubber cement works great. And of course, you don't have to. Nope. But if you want to, that's an yeah. easy way to I do mean, it. I mean, my recommendation, of course, would be to take two uh, or put all of your six by fours next to each other. Try to line them up to where you have like two images next to each other and then just put a line so that you have like three tables or whatever. Yeah. Uh, opposed. So. In Akimoto Okoto in the chat says, I went on a shopping spree in this year's LVO discounted mats. I bought two, get one free, made them all about 40 bucks. It was a great deal. Yeah. And after every single event we run, we sell mats off the table, usually at big discounts. It's an incentive to come to the event because yeah. you can get super cheap mats. And so if you're someone that uh, maybe you have a game store, well, if you have a game store, you can just open up, uh, just hit us up. We can hit you with a wholesale account, but uh, maybe you're a community organizer, you have a club um, or you have like a garage and you run, you know, events in your garage. It's a great way to get enough mats to cover a lot of tables uh, at a really good price. Yep. So if you come to yeah. any of our events, we always sell mats off the table. They, they are the usually factory second. So there are, there's minor blemishes on them. But, yeah. Uh, some of them are more, more blemished than others, but we usually don't sell those ones. So and you, you won't, most of the time you don't even notice it. Yeah. So, so anyway, yep. The, the mats are changing size. Um, it always comes with, you know, Change is always difficult, especially with a hobby like this, where people are really passionate about it. My hope is that once people have a chance to kind of like let the um, emotional reaction pass and have a chance to think about it logically, um, that they'll see that it, it is for the better, for the long haul for the game. All right, so uh, moving on to ninth edition, lots of exciting stuff has been announced. Uh, if you don't subscribe to or uh, follow uh, Warhammer's Twitch stream, you totally should. They've really been getting more and more cool content. And uh, the most exciting content, I think, for most of us is that they've been having the game devs come on and talk to Eddie, uh, who's a really good host. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, damn, Eddie, you got some skills, man. <laughs> yeah. Haven't you ever seen him shoutcast? He's really good. No, I haven't, actually. Yeah. He's really, he's very talented. He's probably better than us, honestly. <laughs> Uh, and he's really good at it, but he, he talks to like Stu Black, who's the head of 40K, uh, Robin, who's like the main writer, and then a bunch of the devs uh, come on and they talk about Ninth. So it's really cool because you get to talk, you get to hear the people that made Ninth Edition yeah. talk about why they did what they did. And then they've been kind of like letting out a little bit of like hints and leaks and stuff, not leaks, but um, that little sneak peeks. Teasers. Teasers, that's yeah. it. It's not a leak when it comes from <laughs> GW. Um, so yeah. it's been really cool, and I, I, I highly recommend it if you haven't. Uh, and then just a really quick and shout and, and chat. Uh, any update on LVO tickets? Yeah, we are working on it right now. Our goal is to have uh, registration open at the end of the month. 
we, we just wanted to wait because everything's been so crazy lately. But things are seems like it's starting to die down a little bit, calm down a little bit. Yeah. So hopefully. But let's talk about the big reveal, the most exciting, one of my personal favorite changes to ninth, one that us playtesters were really like begging for. We're like, please get rid of the minus one to hit for um, moving and shooting for monsters and vehicles. And, uh, and they did. Games Workshop took that away. Um, so vehicles, monsters, the only thing that's minus one to hit now for moving and shooting heavy weapons is infantry. Yep. So you know, bikes and all this stuff, it's so much better. That, a lot, that made a lot of those units not see the table which is frustrating. So Big Guns Never Tire, um, it's a long rule. I'm not going to read the whole thing. In Snap or um, in Review, it lets vehicles and monsters shoot units that they're engaged with, with anything that's not a blast weapon. If it's a heavy weapon, it's minus one to hit. Last week, I'm really sorry. I got my I got confused. I said they could only shoot with heavy weapons. That was just me. I, I just brain farted. I'm sorry if I confused anybody. Uh, heavy weapons are minus one to hit. But you can shoot all non-blast weapons. So it's really cool. And it's it's so funny how quickly people shift on a dime. I, I was already seeing people saying, like, they nerfed blast weapons because they can't shoot into combat. I'm like, do you not remember the fact that you can't shoot at all in combat right now? <laughs> and you can't shoot after you leave either? Like, yeah. well, Blast weapons are way better from the blast weapon rule that they show anyway. So... If anything, they got buffed. <laughs> Why don't you go over that one? Yeah, so the blast weapon rule, um, if you shoot at a unit that is 6 to 10 models, uh, you get a minimum of 3 shots. Um, if you shoot at a unit that's over 11 models, um, then you get maximum amounts of shots. So like a, a basilisk shooting at a unit that has 11 models, they get 6 shots. Or a wyvern gets and you don't even you don't even have to roll. Uh, for the other one, for a unit that's six to ten, you still roll, but if you roll below a three, you automatically get three shots. Yeah, it's um, pretty powerful. It's an interesting rule. Like my my hot take on it is that I'm not like I don't dislike it, and then the reaction online has been really positive. Yeah. People are like, "Yay, I don't roll a one anymore," and that's why. That's why they for sure. It. Yeah, it's like when you have your demolisher cannon on your uh, vindicator and you shoot a. A unit of I don't know orc boys or whatever. Yeah, and you're like one shot. Wah, wah, wah. I still I, think I I like the minimum of three. The maximum we're gonna see how it plays out. I don't know. It man. seems pretty powerful. We'll see. Yeah, that's my thought too. Is like I was kind of even yeah. when this rule came out, I was kind of like, Ugh. yeah. Um, like a wyvern shooting at a unit of thirty termagons gets twenty four shots. shots. Yeah. That's as long as they still have the same amount of shots and everything that they did before, but yeah, right. uh, 24. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit much. Um, and like we've been saying, like hordes are going to have a really difficult time adjusting. Yeah. I think people are starting to see why it's not, it's, and there's more to come. So, um, yeah, well it's, it's funny cause you think about all the strats that you used to use to like throw grenades and stuff. Now, now if you're throwing against the unit that's like 11 plus, you're like, oh, goodbye. Yeah, you're like, like um, the one where you can throw 10 frag grenades, you're like, 30 hit. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. Or like a maximum Plague Marine unit of like 20 and you all should throw grenades. Like, oh, yeah. that's going to be brutal. Yes. But we'll see. So see how it plays out. I think it's, I think you safely can say at this stage that uh, big units, they're not like dead and gone forever. Um, no. Because you still get a really big force multiplication effect from psychic powers, from stratagems. It's just you're going to have to really think through how you're going to use them. Trying to like walk a green tide of boys up the board now is going to be pretty be challenging. Challenging versus certain armies, of course. Yeah. But, 
Um, I think you're going to see a lot of armies shift to like five man units, go back towards like min max, which was what that was fifth edition. I think where min max was like the main thing. Well, min, yeah, MSU <clears throat> or min maxing is, is I think everybody can see at this point, ninth edition is MSU edition. Yeah. Right. Like you want units to be like five or smaller in many instances. And there's still more information to come that's going to further compound this. Um, and I'm not trying to be negative at all. It's just a change. It's just different. Yeah. So like with an orc army, um, as an orc player, I, I would consider perhaps a set of units of 30, three units of 10, right? And it, it does basically all the same stuff. And there's yeah. still a lot to come out about morale and all that kind of stuff that changes things too. So it's not like the horde army is like dead. It's just that having an army with lots of really big units is going to be maybe not as enticing yeah i mean it's just like we said before like it's it's a different game so the the rules will be different your army's going to change um but yeah some armies will be able to capitalize on the big units and do really well and then other armies will be this episode is brought to you by hp instant ink no one is reading your mind but hp instant ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges so you never have to think about ink save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash Spotify. Maybe you won't see the big units, so you have to wait and see. Yeah. And so, of course, there's still more information to come. I know in the chat, everybody's already starting to debate the rules. I'm like, ah, just wait. <laughs> just, just wait. Like just it. wait and see. Right, so you, yeah. reserve judgment until you play the game a couple times. Right, yep. just that's the best way to do it. Um, one of the other big uh, bombshells that they dropped—it's kind of old news now because it feels like it came out ages ago, but it actually was on Thursday of last week. They talked about how command points work. Um, the game is designed on a tournament scale to be played at 2,000 points, not 2,001. I love how gamers instantly try to game the system. And a bunch of people were like, oh, so we'll play at 2001 points to get 18 command points. No. I mean, you can if you want, sure. of course. Not... I'm sure there will be some events that do that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's not the intent, obviously. The intent was obviously not to have 18 command points at standard size, or they would have just made it that way. Um, Remember, if you, do... if you do play at that size, you have to go up to a 44 by 90 table. Boom. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. have to. It's mandatory as well. Yeah. Uh, that's the suggested minimum size that's at that point. So yeah, the idea is to play at 2,000 points. You get 12 command points. And then the way it works is there's certain uh, detachments that uh, all detachments cost CP now. But uh, some of the detachments, if your warlord is in it, you don't have to pay for it. So it's free. So a lot of armies are going to start with 12 uh, command points. And then the other thing that they revealed is that in the command phase, which is a new phase, of the game, you get one CP every turn. So in effect, you're going to get uh, 12 plus whatever number of turns the game is in CP just to get started. Yep. And a lot of characters give you CP. Um, like Gaiman gives you what, three? Uh, three. I think, I think it you, is. I think it gives you, yeah, you know, it's, it's three. Right. So those kind of characters are going to be really valuable now because that's like one of the only ways to get more than 12 CP. It makes those characters really appealing. And um, we can't, it hasn't been revealed yet, so we can't dig into it, but there's 
the way you make your army is very different now. It's really different. Um, you're really encouraged to have one detachment if possible. Maybe one extra detachment if you really think it's valuable. Like they had talked about buying a knight um, in the stream. And like you can get one knight for, it's like two CP or something, I can't remember. Um, but the detachments aren't cheap. So souping is going to be, you can still do it. And if you think it's powerful enough to do it, you'll do it, you will. But it's been disincentivized because the vast majority of people said they didn't like it. Yeah, you're not going into a game with like 21 command points anymore. No. So. The, the playing field has largely been leveled. Now, if you want to go like Deathwing, like they said in the example, you might not start with 12, but you're still going to have way more than you would have in the last edition. Like your knight army may not have as many as everybody else if it's pure knights, but um, it's still going to be comparable or better than you had before. So it's just, it's different. Yep. It's different. In playtesting, we found most armies were a single battalion uh, or a brigade if you could fit it. So it, it's kind of like going back to fifth in that regard. Um, you're usually going to play with a battalion. So it's, it's going to be kind of like old school in that regard, like two HQ or the battalion can go up to three HQ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's kind of neat in that way. And then also there's more vehicles. So it does kind of feel like fifth in a, for some armies. So that's pretty cool. That, I, I like that personally, because it really makes the game go faster. Yeah. Let's answer a couple of questions. We're getting blasted with them. Uh, Specter Sog, but rushing to conclusions and complaining about the game is part of the hobby. Yes, that is funny. Yes. Um, I'm hoping that each faction will have at least one HQ that gives a CP bonuses. A have to wait and see. I, I, I would think that would be fair. I would like to see that too, even if it's only one CP. Yeah. All right. To Charzel. Uh, since the announcement, you've I've been trying to build this with just a single detachment. And brigade feels much more appealing. Um, hard to do without the exact point changes. Yeah, it is. Building a brigade was challenging for some armies in in the current game, and with the points going up roughly twenty percent ish, roughly, um, it's even harder to do. So a lot of armies really can't fit a brigade. Um, yeah, but you have to wait and see what the new force org looks like and all that stuff too. So yeah. could change. But, but for most of you, I would just I would say like as a rule of thumb, for most armies, I would say assume you're going to be building a battalion, just so that you guys can start theory crafting and stuff. That may not apply depending on what army you play and all that stuff. But just as kind of like a give you a starting point, that's a good place to start. Yeah. Right. If you play guard or like space marines, might still be able to do a brigade actually if you min max or like nids can do it pretty easy. Um, some armies can definitely do it, but there's not as much incentive to anymore because it's like it's yeah it's not like you're getting you're not getting more points. cp or anything so well, you have what to wait you, and see so yeah i mean what about you do you were you mostly riding battalions what before no no and in, in for the future oh ninth i mean the, the lists are so much different like yeah. every list that i was making was very different than what i was running before Oh, and uh, I saw a lot of people asking, like, how do I take Guillaume in? Because they showed the picture of the uh, battalion detachment. And it doesn't have a Lord of War slot. It has flyers, heavy support, fast attack, up to six elites, which um, is the same as it is now. Troops and up to eight, three HQ. That's right. I was correct. Um, and then they fixed dedicated transports. It's one per infantry unit. You can't take them for, for anything. Um, there is still a way to take, like, G-Man or Typhus or Magnus. Um, it's super easy to do. And don't worry about that. You can do it, and it doesn't hurt you or anything like that. 
So there, there's a way to get them in there that makes sense and it's it, it's easy and you don't have to sweat it. You don't have to worry about it. Yep. Um, let's see, a couple more questions in the chat and we'll move on. Spectre of Saug. Uh, will they ever add fortifications to the battalion brigade? Oh, I don't know. It's not in there now. You can still take them, of course. Yeah. And again, it might be different in the way that it works in ninth. So. Yeah, I mean, there is ways to take them. We can't uh, reveal it yet, but um, I, I guess the game designers don't want fortifications in the battalion. Yeah. For whatever reason, um, just like there's no Lord of War in there. Like you have to like, you have to like pay points to get them. So as they had already said, uh, did you play any games against Tempestus Scions? They need to be in their own detachment in order to get special abilities and stratagems. Shire friendship. Well, if you want to play Scions, you just take a whole Scion detachment. You play a, a Scion army. Or if you want to have like a strike force of Scions in your guard army, you would just pay, you would pay CP to do it. Yep. Just like everybody else. Yeah. Um, so you still take them. You're just going to start the game with less command points. Yeah. All right. What if uh, my elite army needs three HQs? I need He to... meant four. Then you take another detachment. And you you just pay buy it, it with those command points. Yep. So... If you think it's worth it to have four HQs, if you feel like you need it, well, you're just going to have to pay for it. You don't get it for free. Yeah. Uh, custodian cap or minus the hits cap. Yeah, they already said that. It's plus or minus one max. Uh, that'd be dope. Okay, we'll move on to the current edition. Womp womp. Just kidding. This all, these, they already said Psychic Awakening carries over into nine, so it's, 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 it's both. There you go. It's both. It's the future. It is. Let's take a look at Fabulous Bile and what he has to offer. This new model is so cool. It is. All right, so um, Fabulous in the new Psychic Awakening book, he plays a big part in the story. Um, he's got a big plan. And he's fighting with other Chaos Space Marines, all kinds of stuff. Old Fabulous. So cool new model, and let's take a look at the stats. Uh, he has pretty normal stats. He has five wounds, and uh, everything else is your basic Space Marine stats. He has the Rod of Torment, which plus one strength, AP one, D three damage. Um, and against vehicles, it only does one damage. He has his Chirurgeon. Ooh. His like needle thing. Uh, it gives you, oh, those are his little arms. Yeah. He gets plus three attacks, strength four, AP two. Pretty cool. And uh, he can fix people. And he has an extra pair of hands, uh, which is a little acolyte. He has a little, chinga, he has a little Chingus guy now. I forgot about that. Yeah, so when he uh, goes to enhance units, he gets to roll an extra dice. And what does the enhance <laughs> units do? Is it the same? It's uh, plus one strength and plus one movement. Does it still kill guys? Uh, I don't know. It says right there. I think. I don't think it does. I can't remember. So, okay, so you, you oh, can... Sorry, I was, I was thinking about their detachment that they should. But yeah, this... Yeah, so you can modify somebody, give them toughness, an attack, or strength. So... So you can give him uh, yeah, plus one strength, toughness, attacks. You roll a d3, and then you can re-roll it with this little Chingus dude. Um, and then he has his own detachment now. Um, yeah, and the detachment is the one that you can get, like, plus one movement, plus one attack, that's what plus one strength. And that's his own. What was it called? I don't even remember. What is... uh, it was called, like, the Enhanced Legion or something. something yeah. So, yeah, uh, Fabulous gets a lot of attention in the new book, and he can... You know, buff units like he could in the past. They gave him a little bit of a stat boost, very minor, um, and then a good looks boost. Yeah, his model's sure. super cool. It is. And now let's take a look at some of the Death Guard rules in Psychic Awakening. There's a stratagem to get an extra attack with your Plague Knives. 
It's pretty good. The close combat death guard now go up to like four or five attacks. <laughs> they were already really good. Yeah, it's like insane. So what else did they get, Frankie? I know you're a death guard player, so your opinion would be more. So a noxious uh, Blightbringer can get uh, everybody a 5-plus invo save. That's really good. The cool thing about uh, Death Guard is all their auras are like 7 inches, so it gives you a lot more uh, of the table. So that one was pretty cool. And then they show off like a bunch of different stratagems, but this is the one that gives you plus 1 attack with your Plague Knives. For only 1 CP. Yep. That's so really good. It's pretty nasty. That plus the uh, Space Marine rule when you charge, you get an extra attack, so... You're yeah, dude. A lot of extra. You have wrecked me with your melee plague mm -hmm. marine so many times. And that was with them with two attacks. Yeah. Now they go up to four, Reese. Because what's the combo where you get them to do mortal wounds? Uh, it's uh, I forgot what the psychic power is, but there's a psychic power. It's like plague. Separating. No, it's uh, I honestly don't remember. Somebody yeah. will say in the chat. But yeah, you get plus one to wound, and on sixes you're doing mortal wounds, and then with uh, uh, what's it? Veterans of the Long War, you're doing mortal wounds on fives. And sixes. Brutal. So. Yeah, and then with four attacks now. Yep. And then you can get rerolls pretty easily. That's savage. Yeah, and then uh, overwhelming, what is it? Generosity. Generosity. Uh, you get plus six inches on the range of your plague weapons. It's okay. I mean, if you're throwing uh, grenades or something, that's pretty good. Uh, Stiff there Neck you Studios, yeah. Blades of Putrefaction. There you was, go. I was thinking Got separating it. plates, one that does mortal wounds when you no. make saves. It's been a while since I've played my Death Guard, so. Yeah, it's been a but while. But yeah. Blades of uh, Petrification. Um, and then we got, what's this, From the Carrion Heaps? Yeah, so this one you can put uh, two units of Poxwalkers underground, so they're deep strike. Oh, that's good. really good. So that's kind of cool. Uh, it costs three command points to put two units or one to put one. So. Yeah, that's super, super useful. Yeah. Because Poxwalkers usually don't want to, they want to like wait to come on an objective. I would totally use this stratagem. Yeah, Poxwalkers are really good. Um, the Fearless is what nice. makes them so, so good. Yeah, the Fearless is super good. Um, let's see what else we get. Uh, your warlord can heal uh, to a maximum of three wounds every time you kill somebody. That's so that's kind of cool. You put it on like a demon prince or something like that. Yeah, that's great. Ilias blood rush uh, allows you to shoot a demon engine when you leave combat. Oh, it's awesome. Cool. Well, especially in the context of knights, where you can shoot in combat, punch you in combat, leave combat, still shoot you. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty solid. Super strong. Um, well, that's exciting if you're a Death Guard player. And, oh, one of the fun things they talked about on the stream, uh, Stu uh, was talking about how they have seven, like, sub-legions of um, Plague Marines. Oh, nice. And, and they each have, like, a Warlord trait and a strat. Yeah. Um, and they, they did the same thing with um, Rubric Marines, where there was nine covens. Yeah. So that's cool. If you're a Death Guard player, you're getting a lot more options. That's really exciting. All right. Someone's doing the math on the new dual wielding plague marines, and they put some serious mortal wounds output. Yeah, they did before, but now with the, how many extra attacks? I mean, they double the number of mortal wounds they do now. So. Yeah, and you were already like kicking my butt. Oh yeah, the the mortal or the um, death guard unit. If you have like fifteen death guard, even if I think the math on it is like if you have seven guys with plague weapons before all the changes, you could kill a knight. Now you could kill like two. <laughs> <laughs> seven guys um don and uh chaos swarm in the uh chat said it's a uh, play companies to play legions i think play companies probably sounds correct yeah because they're a legion and they have companies in it um ranch uh ranch monster asks are you still running axes yep. and knives frankie yep axes and knives and so what's the combo there is the it axe gives you plus one strength and it gives you ap 
two, I believe. And the knife gives you an extra attack? Yep. All right, yeah, that's really good. So, and then the, the, the new Death Guard models are absolutely outstanding. So anybody out there who's looking for a low model count, good army to pick up, and they're easy to paint too, Yeah. Um, maybe think about getting some uh, Plague Marines because uh, they're really resilient, obviously. Now you can get a five-up invul save, which is ridiculous. Um, and they're one of the better units in melee. Hilariously, they're arguably better than Berserkers. The extra attack makes them really you know, tactically useful. Yeah. But Plague Bears hit harder. I remember when we were playing... And then when I really got a taste of it, I went into your Plague Marines with 30 Bloodletters and I killed like three Plague Bearers and all my Bloodletters died. I was so salty. Yeah, my Plague Marines were beaten. I was like, what beating is going them. on? Beating them up. Yeah, I kicked my ass. Uh, all right, SoCal yeah. Open News. Um, so we've noticed that a lot of tickets are starting to sell again. They, that we were selling next to none during quarantine for totally understandable. Yep. Um, people are feeling like their confidence is coming back or whatever the case may be. Uh, so if you want to go, you definitely want to grab tickets. Um, the, assuming that we can have the event, which it looks very likely that we can. San Diego's, I think, almost in phase four of reopening, and we're all the way in our, at the end of October. Uh, so if you want to go, join the Facebook group for the event. That's where all the conversation is happening. It's actually a really lively group. Mm-hmm. Um, I put in a link for, I can't, it's the, um, I can't remember the name of the hotel, but they reached out and they offered a 15% off discount code. So if you're coming to the event, you can stay at that hotel. It's about four miles away. It's not super close, but um, you can get a good deal. And there's incredibly amazing deals on flights Mm -hmm. right now. So if you feel confident uh, and comfortable that you want to come to the event, it's going to be a big event. It might be the biggest event of the year. It's starting to look like um, of 2020, uh, assuming that we can have it safely. But uh, if you're feeling like going, give it a look. Uh, there's a lot of people that are excited to uh, show off all the models they painted while they were in lockdown. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we see everybody there. Hopefully we can do it. Uh, yeah. Don the Magnificent brings up uh, Blight Grenades, which that's another, maybe you should talk about that combo, Frankie, because that's another ridiculous mortal wound combo that you can do. Yeah, Blight Grenades, it's very similar to the uh, close combat, except for that you get D6 attacks, um, and it's a ranged attack. And then you just throw your grenades... And what's cool is with one of the characters, he gives your uh, grenades plus one damage. So now all your grenades are damaged too, but they're also doing mortal wounds the same as the uh, the weapons or your close combat weapons are. And then are they one attack or are they D3 or D6? They're D6. It's a frag grenade. Dude. And everybody oh can throw them. In 9th edition, that's so heinous. Well, especially with the uh, stratagem to give plus six inches on your range. So now you have 12 inch grenades. Um, you will annihilate. Oh, yeah. That's monstrous. As long as none of the rules change, uh, the plague grenades would be really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Especially man. against like a horde. <laughs> so something that makes me feel sick to my stomach, like contemplating Papa Nurgle, is a prawn mayonnaise sandwich. There it is. We talked about them last oh, week. Some of our British so friends gross. sent us pictures of them, and they're like, oh, they're delicious, mate. And I was like, Ugh. get out of here. And they buy them from like gas stations and stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> What are oh, you look doing? at this thing. It looks that that looks oh, like it looks so I don't think gross. a nurgling would eat this sandwich. No. It looks like a like an egg salad sandwich. Those are delicious. But you never buy them from the gas station. I, only if you're living dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> I love egg salad, but not from a gas station. I would rather risk the Rona than yeah. eat one of these sandwiches. That thing looks so from gross. A gas station. Oh man. 
Oh, I hate on soft, anyway. what does it say? On soft, malted, malted brown bread. Mm, man, Ugh. delicious. I don't even know, man. If, if if I was my if I was about to die of starvation, and it was this or the pickle and cheese sandwich, Ooh. I'd probably choose death. <laughs> Just death. <laughs> I don't even want to risk it. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, oh, brother. Okay, if you like the ITC and you uh, enjoy what it's brought to your game. Uh, if you want to see it continue to thrive and strive and, and all that good stuff, consider supporting it via the Patreon. You can do so for as little as $1 a month. All of the money goes back into uh, keeping the ITC alive. Most of it goes towards server fees and mundane stuff like that, also trophies. Um, and it allows us to support other events. So give it some thought if it's something that you're into. And uh, yeah, we appreciate the support. Check out the rest of the uh, podcast on the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network. Uh, whoa, whoa. Some of the guys that have taken a little break during quarantine are coming back. Uh, 40K Stat Center is now 40K Chat Center. Ooh. They've only put out one show, but it was a good one. It was a, bang, a banger, as the kids say. Is that, is that how they I don't know say if that's it? what they say or not. I am, I'm embracing. I'm embracing it. <laughs> I want to get a lawn just so I can tell people to stay off of it. Stay off my lawn. Yeah. Get off my stoop. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We'll uh, answer any questions that pop up if they're relevant. If not, we will bid you adieu. Uh, Grim. <laughs> is there is... a Patreon level where you get one of those sandwiches? <laughs> That's genius. We want you to stay alive so you can keep yeah. patri- Patreonizing yeah. it. <laughs> we uh, want to kill you with a, a prawn sandwich. A video of Reese eating one of the sandwiches if you hit a certain number. Ooh, there we go. Eating know, both of them. I don't even think that's worth it. Yeah. Can I ask for the Stalingrad design but without roads in 44 by 60 axis of entropy? So uh, just like rubble? That's, we kind of have it. It's like Battlefield. Battlefield is somewhat similar to that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we could probably. Maybe. Ruin City does. Maybe one like day. But Ruin City has a big road in the middle of it. Um, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Acts of Entropy, we can, we can look at doing that. Um, all right. Looks like uh, not as many questions. Everybody's just laughing about the prawn First sandwiches. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for joining us for episode 688 of Signals from the Frontline. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, for those of you who have been putting in orders, thank you so much. We're working around the clock, not around the clock quite. We do sleep, but we're working seven days a week, and we are getting through those orders. GW is having trouble fulfilling them. Thank you for your patience. We're going as fast as possible, and uh, we will talk to you all next week. Yep. <laughs>